0: Hello dear friends, once again it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. Right there where you are, wherever you are hearing this broadcast today, we welcome you to this very important Bible study. All study of Scripture is important, but in the times that we are living, when it seems that that uh, uh, the enemy is so active, and then many times, to be honest, it seems that Christians are so inactive in our prayer lives, in our devotional lives, in our in our in our our life of obedience to God. There seems to be a slacking off of all of these important issues in our life. Answered prayers, uh, prayers that that mark us <laughs> as Covenant children of the living God. Hallelujah. You know, God is more willing to, to answer many times than we are to be perpetually praying unto Him, perpetually trusting in Him. And that's why this subject today is so important. This is not to be an accusation to us today, but this is to be a challenge to us, because the Scripture is very clear. If you're concerned about where America is, where America has been, and where America is headed, unless God intervenes. Now, I know we have a new president, and we have a lot of new ideas, and 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 new plans to put forth uh, to make America, quote-unquote, great again. Don't say this as a criticism. Thank God for that ideal, for this this desire to see change that is so needed in cities like our cities, uh, where so many murders are occurring. It's just a common thing, and it is, we don't seem to be too upset by it. We're just too busy surviving too busy running to and fro, too busy being busy to stop and say, we should be on high alert, not stymied by fear, but stimulated by faith in a God who said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will answer thee, and thou shalt glorify me. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. All oh, friend of mine, take time with us today to go into the Word of God and begin to speak not just about prayer in general, but a particular peculiar kind of praying that God says is going to cause mighty manifestations to come. You know, the scripture said in the old covenant, if my people, which are called by my name, we're the ones who have not only the responsibility to pray, uh, but we have the privilege and the opportunity, and the power. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. The enemy of our soul, the devil, would like us to think that he has all the power, but he doesn't. Amen. In fact, we have been given, according to Jesus Christ, uh, words himself, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy and there's no doubt that the devil has pulled out all the stops he's working like we've never seen him work before he's motivating influencing people to do things like we have never heard of and our grandparents had never dreamed there would be a perilous time like this though they heard it preached Though they read it in Scripture, they would have never dreamed to live to see what we are seeing right here right now surely we should be on high alert and therefore our prayer life should be stronger than it has ever been and it should be more consistent than it has ever been because we need God like we've never needed God to move in in any other generation every generation needs him but I don't believe there's ever been a generation that needs him like we need him now. In the last of the last days, we must have divine intervention. No president, no, no Senate or Congress or Supreme Court can do what only God can do. So pray for the president, pray for the Supreme Court nominees, pray for those who sit on the benches to not lead this country to judgment, but pray to a God who says, Call on me. In the time of trouble, I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Psalm 50 and verse 15. Hallelujah. So uh, we're talking about praying without ceasing, perpetual prayer. That is the kind of praying that is so necessary today. And we find in First Thessalonians 5 and verse 16, the words pray without ceasing. In other words, pray perpetually. And this simply means occurring repeatedly, so frequent as to seem endless and uninterrupted. And there's sentiment synonyms for this, listen to it, incessant, ceaseless, endless, without respite, relentless, unrelenting, persistent, continual, you get in it, continuous, non-stop, never ending, recurrent, repeated, unremitting, sustained around the clock. That's how they were praying for Peter that we talked about last week when he was in prison and they wanted to hold him over till they could they could have a mock trial and kill him. <laughs> but the prayer was made by the church in that day with for Peter without ceasing. Praise God amen so I want to tell you what that means today to encourage you if you're not praying that way or not praying at all to get back a prayer life and to do it in such a way hallelujah that mighty answers to prayer are going to come and we're going to see a church rise up and do spiritual battle for their loved ones, for our nation, for our world, for our marriages, for our circumstances, our situations, so that God can and will answer our prayers and so that he can be glorified when he does. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I want to talk to you about the adversary for just a few minutes. In Ephesians chapter 6, we find that our weapons of our warfare are against a spiritual entity. And in verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And here is, is the, the illustration and the revelation of the adversary. It says, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, listen carefully to verse 13, for here is the armor that we must have in order to engage this adversary in battle. And we must engage him in battle, or he will have free reign without Opposing him and without conquering him. Listen to what it says about this armor that is available. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of Of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So we have the adversary, and our adversary is spiritual, but so is our armor. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, we cannot fight this foe in our own flesh. That's why the scripture says in another portion, the the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Though we are in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. Amen. We have an adversary in the devil, but we have a great ally in Jesus Christ christ praise the lord we have this adversary we have this armor and we have an arena of battle where we put this armor to use to win every battle spiritually listen to what it says it says in verse 18 praying Always. There's the perpetual prayer. Do you see it in your Bible? If you have it open, mark it down. Praying. All of this armor that is essential to overcoming this adversary. All of this power is released when we pray perpetually. Listen to it. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance. There's that word for for patience many times in scriptures. It doesn't mean to be sitting idle. It means to be applying God's principles of victory. It means releasing our faith in prayer. Hallelujah. (laughs) And supplication simply means direct, distinct request for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Hallelujah! For which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He taught them about the adversary, the armor necessary to defeat him, and the arena of battle where the power of God is released to grant the great victory. And then he said, you use what I've taught you to pray for me. Hallelujah. And for all the rest of the brethren. So that we can all have the victory in our life that God has desired, designed, and provided. Hallelujah. Praise God. Perpetual praying. Praying always praying always verse 18 says this is the arena of battle that it is not uh, always always uh, so evident to us that we are trying to use our human ingenuity our human abilities our human uh, uh, we're so confident in our own abilities many times that very self-confidence instead of self Reliance, because we rely on the Lord, keeps us from praying about everything and praying over everything and saturating with prayer whatever we're doing for God or whatever we're, we're, uh, we're needing from God. Uh, we just want sometimes to, to, to do it ourselves. You know, there's this adage that says God helps them that help themselves. Well, friend of mine, God helps them according to the scriptures that put their trust in Him. God, oh, it doesn't mean that we do nothing. You can do a whole lot after you pray as a Christian. But you can't have God's help until you pray. And I guarantee you, if we try to do it in our strength, we will become discouraged, disillusioned, despondent, and depressed. And worse than all of this, we will become defeated in spiritual warfare. And if you don't believe that spiritual warfare, you may be saying, and I can just almost hear it through the airways coming back at me. I, I don't have no deliverance ministry. I, 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 I don't go into that spiritual warfare business. Honey, <laughs> you're in a battle. Whether you know how to fight, whether you are prepared to fight, whether you have the right equipment to fight and win, you're in the battle, whether you believe in it, whether you want it or not. You say, if I don't bother the devil, he won't bother me. (laughs) Oh, dear one. The, the, The Bible said that Satan goeth about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. This is a hungry lion. He's not coming to bite people and leave them wounded. He's coming to kill and to completely devour. And friend of mine, the Bible said literally that we are to resist him. We are to resist him whom resist steadfast in the faith. And that's why this armor is so that we can be steadfast In the faith that's why there's a shield of faith that's why there's an aggressive sword of the spirit hallelujah and that's why that we're to pray always when we put our armor on hallelujah and decide to stand our ground we stand that ground in prayer this is the arena of battle this is where the battle is either won or it is lost Back in the seventies, I was invited with a pastor from every state in, in the United States at that time, uh, to to a, a a meeting in Washington D.C. of pastors and ministers uh, to pray for America, and I was seated with pastors uh, over f- over uh, uh, over a period of time in meetings with with high ranking officials in Washington D.C. And one that moved me so much was that at that time the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. If you're going to go to battle, if you're going to go to war, he is directly involved in, in coordinating uh, the, the winning of that war. Praise God. And here's something he said to us. He said about this arena of battle he said not only do we need well equipped soldiers and the best equipment to give them and well trained soldiers he said we need a means of getting them in, a, in to the to the battlefield where we need to win the war. We need the ships. We need the transport ships. We need the the air support. We need the the huge planes that carry supplies. Uh, We need that desperately. Pray, pray, pray. Because you can have, he said, the greatest boxing contender in the world, the greatest champion that the world might ever know, living in the Bronx, never lost a fight. <laughs> so good, people called him an extraordinary uh, boxer that, that could take anybody, including the the then standing world champion down. But if you don't get him, when he gets into that opportunity to fight and win and take the championship if you don't get him from the Bronx to Madison Square Garden the night of the fight he loses by default that stuck with me and I thought about this this scripture pray without ceasing and this scripture the adversary the armor of God and the arena of battle I believe the Christian every Christian is a champion because of what Christ has done in our behalf on the cross and when he rose from the dead and now that he is seated at the right hand of the Father, praise God, and granted to us a victory and a, and a promise of his anointing and his, his covering, his, his very armor, praise God, Amen every child of god has has the potential to defeat the enemy and just think what would happen if we all begin to pray incessantly to pray without ceasing to pray always hallelujah and fulfill this scripture with this armor in this arena against this adversary i'm going to tell you the devil will lose the battle Hallelujah! He will have to back down. He will have to relent. He will have to back off because greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in this world that is doing so much damage. But if my people are called by my name, the scriptures declare, would humble themselves and pray. And it's not just pray a little prayer and and then stop and go watch television. Pray, pray perpetually. It doesn't mean just drop a little prayer on Sunday morning and don't pray anything the rest of the week. I'm not saying don't watch TV. I'm not saying don't uh, enjoy life and take care of responsibilities. I am saying never stop praying and once we commit to something in prayer to hold on hallelujah till the answer comes because we know by faith the answer is coming praise God amen what does it mean to pray without ceasing I believe it means three things at least three things first it means there is a spirit of dependence that should permeate everything that we do this is the very spirit and essence of prayer. So even when we are not speaking consciously to God, there's a deep abiding dependence on him that is woven into the heart of faith. In a sense, we pray or have the spirit of prayer continuously. Second, I think this is what Paul has in mind most immediately. Praying without ceasing means praying repeatedly and often I base, base this on the use of the word without ceasing. It's one Greek word in Romans one and verse nine, where Paul says for God, whom I serve in my spirit, in the preaching of the gospel of his son is my witness is to how unceasingly I make mention of you. And that's talking about how he prayed consistently for them. Now, we can be sure that Paul did not mention the Romans every minute of his prayers. He prayed about many other things, but he mentioned them over and over and often. So, without ceasing doesn't mean that verbally or mentally we have to be speaking prayers every minute of the day. But we should pray over and over and often. Our default mental state should be, Oh, God. Hear my prayer. And third, I think it should mean when we talk about prayer without ceasing, not giving up prayer. Don't ever come to a point in your life where you cease to pray at all. Don't abandon the God of hope and say, there's no use praying. Go on praying. Hallelujah. Don't cease. We must pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we must do it without ceasing. Here's what George Mueller said about prayer. The great fault, he says, of the children of God is they do not continue in prayer. They do not go on praying. They do not persevere. Oh, friends, there's such shallow teaching on faith and prayer these days. There's no devotion Uh, to the Lordship of Christ, no dedication to the Father's will, therefore no perseverance. Answers to prayer are not based on neat little faith promises and formulas. It's a little like the story of Aladdin and the genie of the lamp who granted wishes. You pray, you believe, you confess, and whoosh, there's the answer. That is not The Bible, the Bible is about perpetual praying, not neat little formulas because we're too busy doing other things to commit ourselves until the answer comes. Friend of mine, I believe God is calling you. I know God is calling me to pray like we have never prayed, to put on the armor of God and take on the adversary in the arena where the battle will be fought to the finish and will be won without any absolute question about it. Praise God. When we begin to put on God's armor and take on the enemy and we begin to pray perpetually, there is going to be a battle won. And we're going to see the answers to prayer manifest. And when that occurs, we're going to see the miracles. <laughs> Hallelujah. It still seems strange and unusual today to many when they hear of outstanding answers to prayer our great miracles of healing. But why should it? If Jesus Christ is real and alive today, these things should be commonplace. After all, it is Jesus that taught. If you abide in me, and John 15, in my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it will be done for you. And again, whatsoever things you ask in prayer, really believing, you will receive. I want to make a statement here in closing. The God of miracles wants to get involved in your life and mine. Any true answer to prayer is a miracle. To deny miracles is to mock prayer today god has proved and is proving over and over again that he means business with us but have we shown that we mean business with him you see friends when prayers are answered miracles are going to occur and they are god's signpost they point to the truth of the gospel They point to the irrepressible presence of God among us. They point to the Holy One, who though profoundly involved in this world, is not subject to its limitations. Thank God for that. That's what we yearn for, and we draw near to God for, because He is the one that said, Call on me. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and then you, through that answered prayer, through that manifestation, hallelujah, of that need being met supernaturally, hallelujah, will bring glory to God, amen. Oh, the enemy would love us not to pray for the lost, but I'm praying for my loved ones that still don't know Jesus like I have never prayed before and i'm praying perpetually for them i will not relent praise god because i know that god is a prayer answering god hallelujah and and listen friend as we're closing this broadcast today if you don't know jesus christ as your savior someone has prayed for you More people than you probably know have prayed for you. And people you don't know and won't know until you get to heaven are praying for you. And I know that God loves you. And I know that as we have interceded for you, that he is speaking to you right now. And I believe with all of my heart that God is knocking on the door of your heart. And he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock in Revelation. And if any man open the door, I'll come in. If I repent of my sins and open the door and receive Christ as my Savior, and I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that God's raised him from the dead, (laughs) I'm going to be saved and you can be saved right where you are today. Repent of your sin." Come to Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Pray that prayer that's been prayed tens of thousands of different ways, I I assume, but always bringing the same result. And the same principles are in it. Lord, I've sinned against you, and I am sorry. I can't deliver myself, but I'm coming to you for deliverance. Come into my heart. Forgive my sin. I want you to be my Savior and my Sovereign, my Lord and my Savior. Oh, friend, come to Christ today. And if you're a Christian today, begin to pray like you have never prayed. Because I believe we're going to see answers like we have never seen. You know, there's another verse of scriptures we close. I want to leave you with it in the Old Covenant. It says, Call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. The New Testament spins off of that. This kind of answers to prayer. And it says, Now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask according to the power of that worketh in us. And that power is God's power in us. When we pray and release our faith, we're going to see God move. Hallelujah. And we're going to see the devil defeated. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.